The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Oh, what I wouldn't give for sunshine. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. The blessed warmth of all soul. Think about the good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. You know, Bob, I am thinking I need to get one of those. Remember we did a story month or so ago, I guess Target in particular, they're a, a, like these, these Stanley thermoses have become collector's items or something like that, and everybody's buying these things. I think maybe I need to go get a Stanley thermos so I can bring some hot chocolate or coffee or something in, because I am, it, it is so friggity diggity cold in here, and I'm stuck with opening up my second bottle, and it's nice and cold because, well, you don't have to put a refrigerator in here, it just keeps things cold. My bottle of S. Pellegrino water. But I need something hot, gee, many Christmas. You know, to sit in this temperature, you almost have to have your coat on. Uh, I have a hooded sweatshirt on underneath my bib overalls. You got your uh, toboggan on. But I'm cold. I mean, my ears aren't cold, but my hands are cold. My face is cold. It, you feel chilled from the minute you sit down in here. It's just. It's just I, I don't think we'd be any colder if we were sitting outside. Well, maybe a little bit, but I, but I, it's it's cold. 27 degrees at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. It's warming up, though. 27. Not in here. 27 degrees at the uh, Highlands. 20 in my backyard in Elm Grove. And 25 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. Uh, it's President's Day, so we've been doing a lot of presidential talk, presidential trivia. Got a few more of those things coming up. We kind of got ourselves caught up in um, uh, the Nelson Rockefeller <laughs> business. Yeah, of, I butchered that. In the, well, no, you didn't butcher it. I think even our, our the guy who texted in said, you know, who was the last uh, U.S. president to die in office, uh, vice president to die in office, and um, you said Nelson Rockefeller, and he he said, and he called, he said, that's right, that's who I'm, Nelson. But I think we have sussed out now that Nelson Rockefeller left public life in 77, died in 79. Yeah, because we know that Jimmy Carter would have been president uh, in 79, and so he could not have been vice president. Uh, quite a few of you are correcting us on that, and that's fine. Frio Stack, auction service text line. Uh, Nelson Rockefeller died in 79 after he left office. Rockefeller was appointed VP, not elected. Dole was the running mate in 76. Rock was not on the ticket in 76. Uh, off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Um, now, one of those texts have to call me a, 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 a name, Howard. No, nobody's calling your name. Nobody's uh, calling your name. Uh, mm. I don't think this is Abe, but it sounds like Abe. Spiro Agnew went to prison for tax evasion when law still mattered. Biden and Hunter should be put in prison for the same. <laughs> Good okay. morning, Abe. Yes, sir. Let's make. Sure. I don't think that's Abe actually, but uh, still, it's <laughs> it's an Abe expression, right? And from the guy who it was a Kermit, was that his name? Yes, Kermit, who had uh, sentenced the uh, question about naming the last VP to die in office, and he said that he lived in New Jersey and kind of remembered it. He now says I was wrong. He sent me text. So, you know, well, I was too. Yeah, I, I was too. Really, I just I should have known more about that, and I just I just actually. We were all around it. We it just kind of had it messed up a little bit. You know, I hate it when I do that. 
it's, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing if I can't tell you who um, Grover Cleveland's defense, you know, Secretary of Defense was. It's something else when I can't remember. I mean, I was well alive and involved in politics. Well, at least you, you sat silent there on Jeopardy. You didn't hit your buzzer. I hit my buzzer, and I, <laughs> yes, I know the answer, yes. It's nine twelve in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Listen, uh, you know, I am a firm believer. I always often, often say, why does anybody pay attention to endorsements from celebrities, right? You know, and I get emails from the left and the right, politicians all around the country, and it's, you know, hi, this is um, Billy Crystal, and I want you to know that I support so-and-so. Or, hi, this is whatever. And I didn't think they made any difference until I got one this weekend, and I realized I may send money to Adam Schiff. Schiff, not Schiff. Adam Schiff was, uh, was uh Careful, Howard. Was you you could have done worse than Schiff. <laughs> Adam Schiff, who's running for U.S. Senate. And because you know who asked me to send money? Somebody near and dear to your heart? Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I was going to go with Barbara Streisand. Yeah, pretty close. I've gotten Barbara Streisand. See, I ignored her. Jamie Lee Curtis. Hi, Howie. Begins this way. Hi, Howie. Oh, you're hooked. Hi, Howie. It's me, Jamie. <laughs> Somebody is smart with these things. Hi, Howie. Hi, Howie. It's me, Jamie. Um, as Adam enters the home stretch of his California Senate primary race, I wanted to reach out and tell you how important it is to elect him and how I would personally appreciate it if you would help support him. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis, come on. She just called me Howie right here. Because I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive she wrote this herself, right? Right? So, you know, but most of the time I get these things and I just disregard them. But when I saw said from Jamie Lee Curtis, it's like, oh, let's see what Jamie Lee had to say. Hello, Howie. It's me, Jamie. So... And I'm I'm almost positive. Don't you? Wouldn't you agree? I'm almost positive she probably wrote this herself for me directly. Did she send you a personal picture or an autograph? Yeah, Howard? but it says "Hello, Howie." Oh, that was her. It's, it's <laughs> she sent it to me <laughs> to me directly. Um, before I get to uh, Doctor uh, Salvin, you want to do a uh, couple more uh, trivia questions? Yeah, I, I mean, what's the worst I can uh, look? Even stupider presidential trivia. I gave you the easy ones earlier, you know. So let's p- pick a couple of those. Couple that might be a little more difficult. Maybe not for you. Again, you are a pretty good presidential historian. Eh. Which iconic U.S. president was a licensed bartender and co-owned a bar before becoming president? I did not know this. Sounds like Clinton. Well, no, no, he went to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to go back much further Should than I that. Should I know? Way, way back. Way, way back. Way, way back. Andrew Jackson. Abraham Lincoln. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I thought he was a lawyer. I didn't know he was uh, a he bartender. He was a lawyer and a, and a log splitter or something like that, right? But uh, I did not know that. He was a licensed bartender and co-owned a bar liquor store. Um, let's see. Let's see how well you know presidential trivia, Bob. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant's, Grant, what was his given first name? I think they screwed it up at uh, West Point, but I don't know the answer. Hiram. He was Hiram. Yeah, it's, didn't do me any favors with that. U.S. Grant, Hiram Grant. See that? Yeah, I, I, he may have changed that just on purpose. Let me get one more in here. Um, interesting. We've been talking about third-party candidates. Stephen was talking about whether Joe Manchin might run as an independent candidate uh, for Senate. Which U.S. president is the only independent candidate to ever be elected to office? Think. 
the only independent candidate ever to be elected president. I'm blank. The first one. Oh, okay. George Washington did trick not question. run. Yeah, it was a trick question. It was all right. President uh, President's Day today, and those are our presidential trivia questions. Uh, Dr. Linda Salvin is a psychic, and um, and I want to talk to her about a couple of different things. And I don't want her to take any predictions from me. It scares the heck out of me. But we'll see what uh, it's all about. She's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show, where it's nine sixteen. My name is Walid Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know. The goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. A half century of excellence. Three from the right wing is good. You won't find a nicer shot than that. To the basket she goes. She scores and the foul. WVU women's basketball celebrates 50 years. Open three. Huge, Huge make. Kicks it back out straight away. Three. Yes. Listen to Andrew Caridi all season long on your home for Mountaineer women's basketball. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes, I can see it in your smile. It is a 920 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is a cold morning, 27 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 27 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, and 25 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. We're looking for a high today around 45 and then into the 50s for much of the next several days. 
Uh, going to be eh, just a mixture of clouds and sun for a couple of days, and then some rain could come in on Thursday. Dr. Linda Salvin is uh, with us. Uh, Dr. Salvin, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much. Good morning. You know, I'm not never sure uh, in a situation like this, what, what, how do I identify you? I said earlier a psychic. You call yourself a <laughs> metaphysical clinician. Well, yeah, uh, I've ascended. I, I changed the time. I am a psychic. It, it, today's two days after the 43rd anniversary of the plane crash I was in on February 17th, which is where I became psychic. I know people don't understand it, wait a minute, but I had... Wait a, wait a minute. You became... You, you have not always been psychic? You yeah. became psychic? Correct. Yeah. No. The yeah. whole story, on February 17th, 1981, I was in a commercial airline plane crash and it changed my whole life. So a lot of people think it's a joke and, and whatever, but no, it, it's real. It's a whole story, and it transformed my life. And I come from a scientific background, and then all this woo-woo stuff happened. And <laughs> through the years, I got my Ph.D. I was in radio for 30, uh, 30 years. So it's a whole story. But, yeah, there's a whole spiritual thing that took place. Well, I mean, tell me, I mean, so what What? What happened? What? Tra- so you were in a plane, a plane crash? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, and sliding down the ramp you know, which looks like a river raft. I had right. some weird energy change or a loud voice spoke to me in this energy. I can't explain it. I've never been able to explain it, but something like entered me as something exited me while I was coming down the ramp. And I ended up 50 feet out of my body, Howard, for about four months on the left side of my body. And on the right, I'm five feet eight, but I was like 50 feet on the left. It was it's called being a walk-in. I didn't understand any of it. And back then, there was no internet. <laughs> so I couldn't Google what was going on. I had to figure it out and just walk through it. But I became very psychic that day. And it took about six years to learn what to do with it all and accept it. I ran for 12 years. I thought it was horrible and embarrassing. But now it's a gift. I help people all over the world. And, um, yeah, I am a psychic. But I, 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 I took a lot of the clinical background and made it more of a metaphysical clinician because they work on different levels than just telling people about their love life. People have wanna, a lot of... Mis- I, I want to talk a bit more about the, that experience, but so be pri- yeah. prior to that, you didn't have psychic experiences, you didn't no. get strange messages or strange no. feelings or... No! no. It was just, no. It was just no. th- in that moment, things turned around. Yeah, it just changed that day. It was a Tuesday, yeah, February 17th, 1981, and today's the 19th, so we just hit the 43 anniversary wow. mark. Now, listen, yeah. this, this is going to sound like I'm being funny, and I'm not. I, no. I, I'm serious question. So, like, do you walk through life and just images, I mean, as you're walking down the street, does an image come to you, or do you do you sense things about it? How does it work? How does it, it work? It, 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 it is like that. In some ways, I've learned over the years to control it. Back in the older days, in the 80s and 90s, I had I didn't understand it, but now I I have more control. So I can sense things. I can look at things. I can tell. It's like, no, I don't want to go into that store. I don't want to go out with that guy. Yes, I want to hang out with this person. Or I can be in a restaurant, and sometimes if I really tune in, I can listen to what's going on at another table without really hearing them. I'll know if the guy's having an affair. I can tell somebody's not going to be well after lunch or dinner. Yeah, I can pick stuff up. Let I let try ask, not to invade. Again, let me ask a couple of questions about that. First yeah. of all, do, do you ever walk over and say something to other people? Like, no. listen, if I were you, I'd be careful going out in the street because a car could come and hit you or something. I mean, I'm making that up, but I mean, do you no, ever no, no, no. share your feelings? with other people? No. That to 
me is invasive of privacy. It once happened to my mother and me when my mom was alive. Many years ago, we were at, like, Macy's or someplace, and somebody just came up and started rattling stuff about her, which was true. And my mom was fascinated and a little shaken by it. I won't do that to people. I don't think it's fair. I always ask permission or they come to me. I don't I don't invade. No, but it can. People do. I don't. It's do, not uncommon. Do you use your psychic, um, I don't want to use the word power. Um, ability. Ability, yeah. yeah. Do you use your psychic ability for your own benefit? I mean, do you do you yeah. do you, do you say to yourself, "Whoa, I don't think I should go out into the street because a car could be coming by"? Or I'm, again, I get what? an intuitive sense. I get sometimes I'll I'll get a hit. Like we're we're all intuitive. Every single human being is intuitive. It's just learning to listen to that voice because a lot of times we don't pay attention to ourselves or whatever's going on. But clairvoyance is a whole different level or frequency. The clairvoyance is the sight, and the clairaudience is the hearing so that's different people come to me mostly for direction or finances or health or love um but it's the way when i'm working with a person that it flows through me and i the predictions come true i mean my website is filled with uh, testimonies i'm grateful but when i'm really in that zone i don't know how i do it i really don't because i still read people's experiences i go well how did i do that because i'm not really attached to it um i can tell you i left the paranormal part of it back in 2018 which is channeling the other side which i did for 22 years i won't go there anymore i don't like the dark part and it destroyed mm. my social life and yeah it's hard but it's real it's all real stuff my book's coming out this year with all testimonies it's it's a different form of life that the average person is still frightened of or they don't think it's religiously appropriate and then i'll say why god give me the gift there's a lot going on i have had to fight learn that it's a gift and it helps people and that's the fulfilling part the website is lindasavin.com just quickly mentioning that for people who want to check it out and there's a lot of information on there and some things they can learn about you and things they can get and all that kind of stuff um so and and so you said you are not intrusive. You're, you're sitting in a restaurant and you, you sense something at the table next to you. You don't go yeah, over that, that table. But, 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 when people no. come, but when people come to you, you will then yeah. g give them, I don't know if advice is the right word, you will tell them what you sense, tell them what you feel. For my services, they get on my calendar like any other doctor appointment. You get on, and when it's your turn or your appointment, you just call at that time. I don't go to parties, and I don't do the woo-woo stuff that people think about. And it's not the, um, well, here in L.A., I don't know about where you guys are, but like every other corner has a, a store with some psychic, yeah. and that's not me. No, people have misconceptions. It really is a gift. It's a, it's a form of intellect but i definitely after those accidents i had three near death um i got very connected to the other side and um i am able to tell people what's going to happen i want to talk about i this. don't like i want to talk about the near-death experiences in a minute but i want so uh, after you began to feel the psychic presences presence yeah um and after the plane crash you said it was hard to what to control or hard to get a handle yeah. on how, how did you do that then how did you get a handle on that? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, it took about six years. I lost six years of my life. I was 27, so I was in my 30s. I'm 70 now. Um, they, 
voices. I wouldn't sleep. Well, first I was dealing with the PTSD of the plane crash. I lost. I couldn't go back to work in the environmental health and safety area that I was in. My background's epidemiology, the big word today with the pandemic. Um, it just took time, a lot of therapy, a lot of prayer, a lot of crying, a lot of uh, a lot of isolation. There was nobody really to talk to because nobody I knew had ever experienced it, and and it's not. It was trauma. And it was uh, PTSD, much like when the vets come home from war. It's something so big, it takes a long time. But then with the voices, or I would start testing it, like it would say, be somewhere at 747, I'd run into, like, Stephen Stills or something. And just weird things would happen. And I had to learn to trust it and to calm down with it. And eventually I accepted it. But like I said earlier, I ran for 12 years. I embraced it as a career. Uh, I did not go there. I keep saying dumb question because this is all no, no, new, it's not new to me. Dumb. But dumb question, can you turn it off? I can calm it down. I've calmed it down. It's nothing like it was, you know, 40 years ago. It was so different. I have learned to incorporate it and integrate it into my life where I'm no longer, it's not, I'm not separate or at the I, it's so hard to explain. Uh, it, it was like being out of body and connected to. You know, I don't know. Think of it, think of the bumper cars. You know, at, a, at the at the pier. You know, and you're mm-hmm. running around and you're attached by the big um, metal thing that goes yeah. to the top, yeah. and you're driving around. That's what I would feel like. Because after the plane crash, I got hit by a fire truck, then I totaled the car and had the white light experience. So I feel like like a bumper car pulls driving me around. But when I'm really in that space of work or if i'm on the air doing readings it's a whole other side of me that comes out spiritually and i just have answers for people and then they call back as oh my god it happened or it's right or now i want more and it's 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 yes i can turn it off now back then i could not uh, talk, i've learned talk to me about the near death and you said experiences you've had more than one <laughs> near death experience yeah howard it's a weird story plane crash Boeing 737, John Wayne Airport, February uh, 1981, to avoid collision with another plane coming off, taking off on the runway. I was um, out of town in San Jose, about an hour's flight north of where I live, and my partner and I were uh, sitting in the coffee shop waiting for the plane to board, and I said to him, doesn't it look like it could crack there? And he thought I was too tired. But eventually, an hour and a half later, is where the plane cracked in half on the 17th aisle. Oh, yikes. So it was my first premonition. I'd never had one before. And then a year later, I was on my way to UCLA for a job interview, and I got hit by a fire truck. And then I ran home, and I I, I became agoraphobic. I was afraid, like Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, I was working in the entertainment industry, and I totaled a car on a rainy night. And you might get chills when people hear this, because this is the truth. The car spun out. A white light went from my head into the ceiling of my car into the heavens, and this loud voice said, you can come with us now or stay in do. And I was given a message, and the paramedics got me out of my car and I just started screaming they want me off the planet they want me off the planet because I didn't know what was going on in all this time my friends were yuppies having kids getting married and I'm in all these accidents but now I look back it was like an initiation to create or push me into this metaphysical spiritual healing helping people thing and then the mediumship we start communicating with the other side that happened after I had a hundred tumors removed from my hips and thighs so every part of my journey, my gift, my career was as a result of an injury, a 
um, a surgery or something. It's not like I went looking for it. No, you, that's you, not you, what you, I grew you up just, with. You just, men- no, no. you just mentioned here, and you uh, alluded a, a couple of minutes ago to a white light experience. Uh, it seems like when we hear about near-death experiences across the board, and there are a lot of folks who report near-death experiences, always no. involves a white light? No, no, not always. The near-death, um, in the plane crash, I did not, but it was near-death. And when they say, or you've heard, or you've read, or Googled, or whatever, that your whole life flashes before you, before you might die, it's very true. I was... I went back to, I think, two years of age as the plane was crashing because I said, oh, my God, we're going to die. The white light will happen when it's time to choose whether or not you're going to live or die. But I believe it's also a spiritual protection to let you know you're okay. I found out much later that it was my grandfather, who was deceased many years, who was the one that told me, don't come. It's not my time. People think it's weird or it's not real, but when it does happen, I, I never believed any of this till it happened to me. It became my story. So, I mean, I didn't understand it. So you, uh, again, I'm using generic phrases I've yeah. heard. You saw the light or went to the light or whatever. Yeah. And someone's, yeah. and they said, go back, go home. We're not ready you yet. You hear the voice? Yeah. There's a white beam. I was driving a Camaro at the time, and it went through my, I totaled a car on a rainy night. I broadsided somebody in the rain. The lights were out. And as I was spinning out, this whole experience of the light and the voice and then the paramedics, and then I was rushed back to UCLA again. And um, it, was, it was just, it, it, it's too big. And back then it was so traumatic and confusing. And there's a fragmentation that I had to work through to become whole again. I, I don't know how I got through all of it. I really don't. I'm grateful. I know I've helped people, but I look back now and say, how did I go through that and why? I don't know. It's one of those mysteries. But I turned it around to be of help. And Dr. Carl Young, you know, who studied with Freud back in the 1900s, mm-hmm. he was one of the first real physicians. And I've been compared to him, and I've been compared to Edgar Cayce, you, who was the sleeping prophet. You, 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 you can sense people. You do readings for people. Do you get a sense of what's going to happen in the world? I mean, do you have some predictions or thoughts about oh, where, where yeah. we're going in 2024? I do, but Howard, I get scared. That's the part where I don't want that responsibility. I get there's a lot of fear, not just in me about what I see and what's sensing. Besides what you hear on the news or you read online, there's so many different views and conspiracies, and it's so hard today because we're so split. We don't really know what's real. Um, I don't want to make any international or political statements that's one place i don't go because i'm not sure and some of it that i see is frightening i was just saying um, let, let me ask you this way instead of asking a specific do you see trouble ahead yeah i do i do and and i think we all the main thing is we just have to take care of ourselves and our family and be protective of ourselves but i don't think it's going to be like doomsday there's this whole thing out there like the world's coming to an end that's not true we're going through another shift and uh, you know it's president's day it's interesting i was listening to you before i came on and you were doing the trivia i was um in dc just in december because i'd never been and i went to all the different monuments and 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 the capitol and the white house and i saw where where lincoln was shot all of that 
But what I realized from the monuments is, like, no matter who the president is, or it was Martin Luther King, and all the statements, it's just another war. Everything repeats itself. It goes on and on and on. They think they fix it, then it doesn't, then it fixes, then it doesn't. It's a, history just keeps going on and on. I don't think it ends. I just think if we're going through another cycle, we are evolving. Technology's taking us in one place. Um, some of it's positive and some of it's negative, but we as a human community, we have to keep it within ourselves, and the only way it's all going to heal is if we heal ourselves and the collective takes over. I think that's really what it is. So, um, so politically, it's always going to be. Yeah. Um, let me see how I ask this. Is it, I'm a, am I going to be okay this year? <laughs> What's your birthday? <laughs> My birthday is July 31st. What year? 1953. Same age oh. as you are. Same age as you are. Oh, uh, no. You're six months ahead of me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it weird at this age? <laughs> yes, it is. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually have um, a new opportunity creatively coming in after your birthday, going into the fall. There's going to be something creative now. I don't know if somebody's going to offer you a second gig or you're going to be uh, writing and, and, and uh, publishing something, but you've got something coming that has more to do with your broadcasting along with the written word. So I don't know where that's taking you over the next two and a half, three years. There's a whole other branch of creativity opening up for you. Yes, you're good, and you're traveling. And um, your health is good. You have nothing to worry about. No, I don't. I, you're living life. Okay. You don't have any real big traumas. No, nothing's <laughs> going to hit you. That's no, good. you've been through it. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I feel better now. Uh, website. Right. Actually, you have a you have a couple of different websites. Am I right? Uh, LindaSalvin dot com. I mentioned earlier. I That's think the uh, main one. And That's uh, the main one, but yeah. On there, people can find out about about you. Can find out about readings. Um, you do you do a podcast or something of that nature? Is that right? I do three times a week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's called Psychic Solutions Podcast. Um, I started radio in 1994. It was the original radio psychic here on KBIG 104 FM. They started the whole trend of psychic readings on radio and FCC regulations and all that. But um, on my podcast, I also have drlindaradio.com, so people can listen to my content 24 hours a day, and it's on all the different platforms. And then you've got the what the YouTube at Dr. Linda Selvin. I'm out there. You're out there. You well, know, people, it's like we, you have to reinvent. To people can find it. The, the starting point might be lindasalvin.com. We, yeah. uh, you know, we. I, it's been fun talking to you. Um, in my early days, and I've been in this business for over 50 years now. In the early days, we did. I did a lot of psychics and sort of paranormal. I don't know what words you want to use. You know, we did a lot of that kind of stuff. I haven't done it much lately. I guess the whole talk radio world has changed into much more politics and stuff these days. But uh, it's been fun. This has been interesting. And again, I encourage. Well, go ahead. Thank you. No, I'm saying if you ever want to do like the open, call, you know, if you want to do open lines and have a couple of callers come in and ask questions, I'll be more than happy to participate. Because yeah, we used to do that all the time, and they they switched all the formats, but it's still there. All right, we can do that. Uh, LindaSalvin.com is the way people can begin their journey looking into you and finding out more about you. And uh, Dr. Linda, appreciate your time with us today. Thanks very much. Thank you, Howard. Have a blast. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Nine forty twenty till the hour on the watch. This woman had a lot of trouble in her life. Plane crashes? Tumors? What else did she say? A lot of trouble. You're staying silent.
Well, she might be listening, Howard. I don't want to insult the guest. Okay. 940, 20 till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with your 7 News headlines for this Monday, February 19th. If you're waiting for mail or packages today, you might need to hold on for an extra day. The USPS is taking a break for President's Day. No mail delivery, caller service, or post office box service for you. But don't worry, everything will be back to normal tomorrow. And on the bright side, UPS and FedEx are still up and running. UPS is open and shipping as usual, and FedEx is open too, although FedEx Express and Ground Economy Services are a bit different for the day. And 7 News is your local election headquarters. Ohio's primary elections are just around the corner on March 19th. If you need to register or update your information, make sure to do it by tomorrow. Early voting starts the very next day on February 21st. If you're thinking about an absentee ballot, you can request one until March the 12th. And looking across the Mountain State, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has officially announced that he won't be making a third-party run for the presidency. Speaking at WVU, he made it clear that his focus is on supporting a president who can unite the country. His decision has caught the attention of many, as some believed a Manchin run could have impacted President Biden's vote count. Manchin has 10 months left in his U.S. Senate term, having decided not to seek re-election to that post. And if you're driving through Brook County on Beals Ridge in Bethany, crews will be doing some tree trimming work from Wednesday through Friday, March 29th. The work hours are from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and during this time, one lane will be closed. There will be flaggers on site to help manage the traffic, but it's a good idea to slow down and be prepared for some delays. And remember, the schedule might change if the weather turns bad or if there are other unexpected events. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a marvelous Monday, Ohio Valley. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Show 17 till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Bob Westfall from the Big Seven coming up in a handful of minutes. We'll talk about what they're working on over there. Bob, um, what did you think about um, Steve Adams' thought that Manchin could still come back and run as an independent candidate for Senate here in West Virginia? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a, a bad idea. I don't think it's a good idea. I just It's one of those you just have to wait and see and – I don't know. I guess that makes better sense, right? I mean, well, he, he could get votes on both sides. Uh, good timing for that. I mean, yeah. his popularity, I mean, he could use that against justice a, a lot easier than I think Alex Mooney could. I just can't see – I can't imagine Joe Manchin doing nothing. And if he's not a senator, if he's not running for Senate, 
and he's not going to run for president. Um, I mean, I really thought he might mount that third-party candidacy, not really with the thought that he would win, but that he would the, the, the last couple of years of his legacy would be doing something that would leave a legacy. I, I just can't imagine him just not doing anything. So I, I, I don't know. It's not something I would have thought of, but maybe, maybe he comes back and runs as an independent. My problem with that would be, it's almost like saying I made a mistake. Well, I, you listen closely to what the man says. I, I, the, I can't remember word for word. I can't quote him when he said he wasn't running. Uh, he didn't say, "Hey, I'm not running as a Democrat." And I'm, I was, I thought it was pretty clear. He said, "No, I'm, not I'm done. For, I'm, I'm not running for re-election. Yeah, you not, know, it's the seat is not a Democrat or Republican seat. It is simply the seat." So you're right. If if, if that would come into what Stephen says, I think he'd have to come back and say, "You know what? I changed my mind." Uh, I think, you know, and, and, and look, that would be a lot of attraction saying I changed my mind because I didn't realize what what problems Jim Justice has. <laughs> yes. And is this a guy we want to send to Washington? Uh, I don't think so, uh, because by that time, the Greenbrier might be gone or more problems might be exposed. Yeah, I, I just I just have a hard time picturing Manchin not doing anything. Therefore, I don't know what his next step could be. I've just been thinking all along that he would, not a delaying tactic, but this, this run for presidency, he would play around with that and maybe get on ballot or at least run in a couple of states and a couple of years worth of, of traveling the country sort of in that capacity. I don't know. I just can't picture. I mean, if, if he, when his term is up next year, he just... That's it. He's done. But, you know, I, I mentioned to Stephen, that's what happened to Jay Rockefeller. And Rockefeller said, well, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and then he went, and that was it. Then he faded into obscurity. Now, uh, a week from Sunday, you and I were at the casino. We, you did not uh, join me at the sports book. We, we, we hung out at the, at the buffet. But if I was at the sports book and I was looking to pump up my odds, not betting on, you know, the, the favorite, something that could happen, and if it happened, it would be big news. I would bet more on Biden and Manchin have got together and uh, President Biden a- has assured him that he will be on his ticket. And look at me, Joe. Do you think <laughs> I'll make the four years? We'll stop Trump together and then the job will be yours one way or another. I, I have a hard time buying that, but your argument is is very sound. I mean, it's very sound. It's very solid. Again, I'm a guy... We, I had this debate with uh, Mark earlier this morning. Do I think Biden is best candidate around? Not by a long shot. But given the choices, Biden or or Trump. Now, you put a mansion on the ticket with him. That's what I was going to ask you. Don't you think that would help Joe Biden if Joe Manchin was on the ticket with him? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, it probably would alienate some people by dumping uh, Kamala Harris, but I think I think Manchin is a more electable person. And again, I think it would go a long way to alleviate. I'm not, I can't see it happening, but I think it would go a long way to alleviating the concerns of people to say, man, Biden, he's too old. He's getting a little feeble. We need to make sure that there's, you know, a safety net in place there. And Manchin could be that. And if that is true, Howard, we're calling Dr. Linda back and saying there's a new psychic in town and it's Bob Slider. <laughs> Slider, who said, uh, again, it, my, my political senses tell me your idea doesn't make sense, but the logic behind that is, is solid. Again, I, I, right now, I'm going to go to the polls like this. 
Oh boy! All right, I gotta vote for. But would you feel better if Mansion was there? But if Mansion's there, I'd be going, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this because, again, I hate to use the word safety net. There's a safety net there. Not just. I'm not. I'm not saying that Biden would pass away. I don't mean. But I, I. There's somebody there in the, and I. I would assume that there would have to be some real strong agreements. Between Mansion and Biden, if this ever were to happen. That that Mansion would have a strong role to play, you know. He would not just be. Were you the one who said it, or somebody earlier said it um, about the vice president? No, I think Stephen said the vice presidency was not, not worth a bucket of spit or whatever it was. You'd have to have you'd have to have a guarantee that the vice presidency would be strong. Again, my my political instincts say no, but my logic tells me. Eh, again. I'll, ha- I'll have the lottery numbers. I'm I'm feeling it, Howard. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I said, right now I'm going to the polls. Okay, I know for Biden, but I would go with a jauntier step uh, if Manchin were there. I, I, who knows? Who knows? And maybe we had a chance to talk to him about it. I don't know. Um, the last I heard, you know, I had never thought about this until Stephen brought it up. And again, I don't disparage Manchin in any way for this. But Manchin was scheduled on this show on Friday. And on Thursday night, they canceled. Now, that happens a lot. No problem. It happened earlier in the week. No, not, no problem. But then the next day, he makes this announcement. And as Stephen said, he didn't do it to any of the statewide press corps. He did it to the national press corps. Well, maybe I could twist that around where they were talking. You know, uh, they were his people were talking to the president's people. And they came up with an agreement. And that's when he said, you know what, I'll announce today that I'm not running for president. So the last I heard from Manchin's people was that um, – he would be on Monday or Tuesday, or well, clearly not today. He is on with Hoppy today, coming up at 10.06. Uh, and then I don't know if he'll be with us. I, 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 at some, some point, he will probably uh, come back on uh, with us. And, again, I don't hold it against him. I, I get it. Uh, but I do find it interesting. He was scheduled here on Friday, canceled on Thursday night, and then Friday morning he makes that announcement. It's 10 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get your fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. 
we'd like to help. Save big at Menards and start your garden off right with quality seeds from Burpee. Choose from over 450 varieties of flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Menards also carries a huge selection of organic seeds. Now is the perfect time to plant seeds indoors and have them ready for spring. All Burpee seed packets are on sale. Price is good through February 21st. Savings are a mail-in rebate. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Eight to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show, cold morning this morning. Boy, a lot of texts coming in. I missed them, and I apologize. I'm going to try and catch up with a couple of them. I may not get them all in here. Frio Stack, Auction Service, text line 3042146900. All right, there were a lot of you who weren't really pleased with Dr. Linda. Uh, get, the, get this bleeping wacko off the radio. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's see here. Uh, what else uh, off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line? Um. Oh, now this person is taking Dr. Linda seriously. Has this person been consulted about her visions pertaining to any murders? You know, there was a, a murder case here in the Upper Ohio Valley, and the local police contacted me to, this has been years ago, they contacted me to get in touch with one of the psychics I had on my show, and we brought him into town. Uh, the police brought him into town to work on a local murder case. I get the vibes that uh, Dr. Linda didn't discuss her rates with you before the show, Howard. If she <laughs> went over the rates with her, she'd have made a prediction or two. On Manchin, Howard is obvious president of WVU. And again, Manchin has said no, but hey, I, you know, who knows? Um, ha ha, I like Bob's response about the psychic. <laughs> Let's see here. Um... Dude, oh, this is what I said. Jamie Lee Curtis asked me to send money to Adam Schiff. Dude, if you're actually thinking about sending money. Dude, I'm a dude, apparently. Hey, dude. If you're actually thinking about sending money to Adam Schiff, you need your head examined. That dude is the shadiest character of all time and a huge liar. I would no, I don't contribute to campaigns, although I may contribute to one local campaign. Uh, let's see here. I believe this is purely a typo, so I'm not going to make fun of it. Uh, this person says the next president of the uh, United States will be Michael Obama. I'm assuming they mean Michelle. You know what? I was going to say that when you were Stephen were talking. You know, but there's a really strong connection between the Obamas and the Bidens, right? Mm -hmm. So th that would tell me that that's not going to happen. Well, unless it would be she would take over and Biden would step out, would step aside. Yeah. I, I, again, and then Joe Manchin would say, "What, Joe? I thought we had a deal." Hello. What the hell? <laughs> Um, yeah, Mike, uh, it, again, I'm not making it, he says Michael, but I think it was just a, a typo. Michelle Obama will save the party and will run and be the next president. Uh, let's see here. What else have I got off the Frio Stack auction service text line? Um, Howard never said he was elected. This goes back to the Nelson Rockefeller thing. Well, I, we didn't talk about him being elected. We talked about him dying in office. 
That he, was what the question was. Yeah, the question was. Uh, Which we still don't know the answer yet. Well, I think we're, I think we're pretty well. Con- no, oh, no, we, no, actually we don't. We don't know the right. last one. Uh, I guess I should check that out. We we firmly, pretty firmly reached the conclusion it wasn't. No, he was vice president and he did die, but not together. It wasn't Nelson Rockefeller. All right. Frio Stack Auction Service Text Line 304-214-1600. I think I've got caught up on some of these. I apologize. I, I, I somehow I skipped a lot of these. I don't I don't know why I didn't get to see them. Uh, so feel free to call in. Um, Hoppy Kirch was going to be talking with uh, Joe Manchin right after the top of the hour. Um, and we'll get a, maybe a better insight into a what. I just feel like it had to have almost been a, a, a sudden decision. And again, I'm not only because he was scheduled on this show on Friday morning and Thursday night he canceled. I, I just I can't. I, yeah. I don't think he would have scheduled himself for uh, the, his team would have scheduled him for Friday morning if they knew there was going to be some other big announcement going. So. And, and you know this tour thing, Howard. I don't think it could have hit him in the face that this is a waste of money. This is a waste of time. They hate me. Well, he hasn't been out there. He hasn't enough. given it enough time, so it has to be another factor. But I don't. I don't. But maybe he'll, you know. Let's let's. Hoppy's going to have him on coming up next, and and he uh, Hoppy usually. Hoppy pushes him a good bit. In fact, a couple of times I think Manchin's gotten a little hot under their collar when Hoppy's pushed on, on some things. So Hoppy will be on with us. Uh, Senator Manchin will be on with Hoppy uh, coming up uh, next here on the Watchdog Morning Show, and that'll be interesting. And I hope Hoppy asks him then, so now, so what do you do now? Are you just going to retire? Yes. Yeah. Or are you going to do something else? And again, I hadn't thought about the, 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 the similarity until I was talking with Stephen, and I thought about Jay Rockefeller. Rockefeller finally at some point said, I'm going to this. I'm done. I'm not going to run for re-election. And then just you know, that was it. Another factor again. We know this for a fact. His wife was involved in a serious yes, car accident. Is, is there anything we could look out there, Howard? I don't know. I mean, he has said that she's doing well, but who knows? I don't know. Is that Bob Westfall? Can we squeeze? Have to be really, really quick. Well, and Bob. I mean quick. Bob, is that you, my friend? Hey, what's up? Uh, you got one minute. Give it to me. Oh, here's what we've got cooking on today. Uh, we're going to visit Euphoric Donuts today, um, new business here in East Wheeling. Excited about that. So we've got that today. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Brian Krasagas. He is uh, having an upcoming event. Uh, as you know, he lost his brother. So we're talking about beyond the loss this time of the year, uh, something special. And then, of course, uh, we're dealing with the weather. So uh, a little bit of up and down this week. So that's what we've got this week. That All was right. quick. <laughs> Check it out at noon, 5, 6, 11, 5, 30, statewide show, and always at WDTRF.com. Sorry to cut you short, but the time is short. Thanks, I'm Bob. I'm out oh, of here. I understand. Talk to you soon. Bye, buddy. Appreciate it. Bob Westfall, Big 7, and uh, check it all out on Channel 7. Uh, Hoppy is coming up next. Senator Manchin, top of the hour. I don't know what else Hoppy's got. I do know he sent me his list, but I didn't pay any attention once I got past Senator Manchin. And honestly... I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. I think we've got Tom Scateri. I know we've got Tom Scateri. I don't know what else is coming up tomorrow. We'll find something. We'll probably have probably some follow-up to whatever Manchin had to say today. And maybe, I'm just saying maybe, last I talked to Manchin's team, they said, could he do Monday or Tuesday? Well, Monday has come and gone, so maybe Tuesday. I don't know. We'll we, should have, we should have asked Linda. I should have asked Linda. Will Manchin be on with us tomorrow? All right. Uh, we got to say sayonara, see you, bye-bye, farewell. we got to go. we got to get out of here. Kirchival does have the calm coming up next. Bob and I back tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Hopefully it will be warmer both inside and outside. And now I've had all I'm going to say about that.
Wilkinsburg, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7.